so glad that's more than just a song, but that's a reality, friends. That's what the message has taught us in this hour. Amen. Amen. God didn't send Brother Branham just so we know who Brother Branham was, but God sent the prophet so you can know who you are. Amen. Amen. Our identification is not found in emotion, nor is it found in sensation, nor is it found on a church road, but our identification is found in the blood of the Lamb of God. Amen. Before the foundation of the world, he... Oh, Hallelujah. He wrote our name in his book, friends. Amen. When Elijah come to this part of the country, when the message came to this part of the country, do you know why it came? He was looking for you. That ought to make you happy this morning. Amen. We are more than conquerors. You might as well go ahead and print the T-shirt. Amen. It's not something, well, we'll print it one day. You go ahead and print it because it's already a finished work. Amen. He finished it at Calvary. What a privilege it is to serve him this morning. Amen. What an emotional week it's been. Just a beautiful wedding out in Utah last weekend with the, the Swansons and the Love Alls and then hearing the news of Brother Jerry passing on Monday. It's just, sure love Brother Jerry. He's a real friend. I can still see him out there in the foyer laughing and talking about the meetings down in Nicaragua and things. He just so enjoyed hearing about those times with Brother Danny and all of us down there and look forward to the day to We'll shake his hand again, but this time we'll both be the same age. Amen. May the Lord bless you this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Mark. When we read from Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 35, we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus and count it an honor to be home with you again this weekend. We just trust something will be said to help you and encourage you and, uh, to, to press on. Amen. It's a difficult time, we understand that, but it's a great time for us. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 10, verse 35. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? And they said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit, one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy glory. 
What a wonderful request. But Jesus said unto them, ye know not what ye ask. Can you drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, we can. That's the right kind of faith. They said unto him, we can. And Jesus said unto them, ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of. And with the baptism that I am baptized withal, shall ye be baptized. Let's bow our heads. I want to speak to you for a few minutes this morning on ye shall indeed drink. Oh Lord, how our hearts this morning rejoice in knowing, Lord, that the songs that were sung this morning are songs that were given by men moved by inspiration to know that there's a land beyond the river and there is a God who cannot fail us. And Lord, we are so thankful this morning that you in your grace have revealed these great truths to us. And we thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy that's been given. And Lord, I pray this morning that, Lord, I don't know how to preach, Lord, but I pray, may I just get myself out of the way, Lord, that you could use me like a microphone to speak to your children. And Lord, may we not just be hearers of the word, but may we receive it into our hearts, Lord, that it may bring forth fruit for thy glory. And Lord, you see the needs today of your children. Brother Eugene, Lord. Sister Tessa, Lord. And Sister Deanna. And Lord, others, God, who are suffering today, maybe not physically, Lord, but emotional, Lord. And those afflicted with the COVID and the requests that we've Receive, Lord, of those on the ventilator. and Oh, God, may your spirit move, Lord. Raise them up and bring them back to the foe. Yes, Brother Tom, Lord, restore his strength and others. Lord, comes to our minds. Dear God, may your spirit move for them today, we pray. For you are our healer and our deliverer. Amen. And we love you and believe you. Yes, Bless your children today, Lord, for we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says... Amen. And God bless you. you. May be seated. Now, in Matthew's version of this, the Bible says that it was the mother of the Zebedee's children, with her sons, who came worshiping and desiring a certain thing. And, and he said unto her, "What will thou?" And she said unto him, "Grant that my two sons may sit on the right hand and the other on the left hand in thy kingdom." Now, in the reading of these scriptures, we find that there are two accounts of this event. You see, Mark says it was James and John who asked Jesus this question. But Matthew says it was their mother that asked Jesus this question. But both Matthew and Mark agree that it was James and John who answered, we can. 
And I believe that every person in this building this morning can answer this same question by faith and grace of the almighty God that we can. We are a people who can this morning. We can overcome. We can be victorious. We can take a rapture. We can be baptized. We can be healed. Hallelujah. We can answer that by faith this morning. We can. Amen. Amen. Now we find in this passage of scripture that they were desiring a position in his kingdom. One was wanting to sit at his right hand and the other was wanting to sit at his left. And Jesus said unto them, you don't know what you're asking. You want to be a part of this kingdom? Or you want to be a part of this kingdom? And then he says, can you drink of the cup that I drink? Can you be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? Notice he never said a cup. In Matthew, he said my cup. Can you drink of my cup? He never said a baptism, but he said this baptism, the same cup, the same baptism. Now, the word same by definition, it means of identical type, exactly similarity in the same way. And Jesus said unto them, ye shall indeed drink of this cup. Not a cup, but this cup, my cup. Like Elijah and Elisha in the Bible, after Elisha had followed him 10 years and he got ready to leave, he said, what do you want from me? And he said, I want a double portion of your spirit, of your ministry. And Elijah said unto him, thou hast asked a hard thing, but nonetheless, if you see me when I go, you can have what you ask for. Now it calls for Elisha to keep his eyes upon Elijah. And that's what you need to do in this hour is keep your eyes upon the message of the hour. Don't be looking at all that trash that's on the internet. Stay focused on the word. Amen. Amen. So it caused the singleness of eye. It caused the singleness of heart. He had to keep his eye on the promise. Now they came down to the river Jordan and Elijah took the mantle and he struck the water and the water parted and they went over to the other side. And they traveled a little further and all it was a whirlwind. You know the story. And Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind of fire. And Elijah began to cry, you promised me. If I see you go, I can have what I desire. And down out of heaven came the mantle. And Elisha took the mantle. And the Bible said he took and rent off his own clothes. He tore them into pieces. And sometimes you need to rip off those garments of fear and those garments of doubt and those garments of depression. Amen. Just take off those things. Don't look at the negativity. Don't look at the darkness. Focus on the light. Amen. He rent his clothes in two and he picked up the mantle of Elijah and he goes down. He goes down to the same water and he strikes the water and he said, where is the God of Elijah? He wasn't looking for God. He knew where God was. He wasn't asking a question. He was making a statement. The God that was on Elijah doth now rest upon me. Amen. 
And he took the same mantle to the same water with the same God and got the same results. Not another mantle. The same mantle. The same garment. Oh my. Why? Because it was the same ministry. Elijah did four great miracles. But Elisha, he done eight great miracles because he asked for a double portion. It was the same ministry. It was just more. It was just more in quantity, but not quality. It was the same anointing. Like Ruth and Boaz. Ruth followed the instructions of Naomi. She goes down to the threshing floor in the barley season. And Naomi told her, she said, cover thyself. Go down. Go down to the, to the threshing floor. And mark the place where he lays down. And when he lays down, you lay down at his feet. And so she, following the instructions of Naomi, she goes down to the threshing floor. She finds the spot where he laid down. And she lays down at his feet. And about midnight. And about midnight, Boaz awoke. Ain't it something everybody's talking about awake now, awoke and all about midnight, Boaz awoke and he said, who's there? Because he felt somebody at his feet. And she said, it's Ruth, thy handmaid. Spread thy skirt or garment. Spread thy skirt over me, for thou art a near kinsman. And Boaz took his garment, not another. He said, well, I've got an extra blanket over here. I'll give you this blanket. He never done that. He took the garment he was covered with. And he took that garment and he spread that garment over her. She partook of the same garment. Amen. He took his garment and he spread his garment over her. And she covered herself by the same garment he was covered with. And she arose early in the morn. And he said to her, take thy veil that you're veiled with. And she took the veil and he measured out to her six measures of pure Barley, not mixed with weeds, not mixed with creeds, pure barley, pure, unadulterated, hallelujah. He gave her six measures of pure barley as a down payment, if you will, showing her future events. Oh, come on, somebody. He measured out six measures of fine barley, a measure for each day. Six days, six measures. Come on, Amen. You say, wait a minute, Brother Darrell, you, you messed up. There's seven days in the week, not six. Why did he only give her six? Because she see, she only needed six measures. Because on the seventh day, she does not get a measure. She gets him. You don't need a measure when you've got the Lord of the harvest. Because when you've got the Lord of the harvest, you've got everything he's got. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She doesn't need a measure. She gets him, the Lord of the harvest. The two becoming one. She laid at his feet with the same skirt. 
the same garment he was covered with. Elijah and Elisha shared, shared the same robe. Boaz and Ruth shared the same garment. Not another. The same. The same. And James and John was desiring to sit with him in his glory. Who wouldn't want to sit there? To sit with him in his glory. To be where he was. Like that song says, I just want to be where you are. That's all I want to be, amen. <laughs> to be where he was. And Jesus turned to James and John and said to them, can you drink of the cup I drink from? Can you share in what I'm partaking of? Can you be a part of this? Can you drink of this cup? You want to be a part of this kingdom? You want to be a, can you drink of this cup I'm drinking from? Notice, this cup was not empty. You don't drink from an empty cup. He was asking them, can you drink? It was telling me the cup had something in it. Can you drink of this cup I'm drinking from? And be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. Can you share in what I'm partaking of? What is this cup? Think of it. What is this cup that he's asking them? Can you drink of this cup that I drink for? It wasn't empty. To get a glimpse of the cup, and we must go to the Garden of Gethsemane. To find out what this cup is. For it was in the Garden of Gethsemane that the Bible said Jesus went a little bit further. And he fell on his face. And he began to cry. This wasn't a God bless mama, God bless daddy, jump in bed prayer. He was preaching. He was crying out. He was praying from the depths of his soul. The Bible said with tears and loud voice and supplication, he cried out to the Father. If it be possible, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Mark says it this way. Then he cried, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was sweating it out and the cup was before him, he began to cry, you're God. You can do anything. You can change the program. You're God. You can do anything. Don't make me drink this cup. Sweating it out. The only place in the word his will ever comes into play. He was always about the father's business to do the father's will. But here in the garden of Gethsemane with the cup before him, he cries, if there be another way, don't make me drink this cup. But nevertheless, but nevertheless, not my will, let thy will be done. What's in the cup? What's in the cup? The prophet said, it is a cup of bitter persecutions. I figured it'd get quiet about now. A cup of bitter persecution. The Bible said he was a man of sorrows, not sorrow, sorrows. Amen. 
That word means pain, physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain, a man of sorrow acquainted with grief. Grief, that word means sickness. He was acquainted with sickness. He was called Beelzebub. By the church leaders. <laughs> we wear our feelings on our shoulders sometimes way too much. He was called Beelzebub. Here was a man, think of this. Here was a man who raised a widow woman's son from the dead. And sat on a rock and groaned with a headache. Here was a man who spoke to a storm that did thousand devils swore they would drown them and he spoke to that storm and rebuked that storm and the wind and the waves ceased and yet he was sleeping on the boat because he was tired from preaching here was a man who wept at Lazarus grave and then raised him from the dead are you getting the picture Think about it. He said, can you drink of this cup? He was told he had a devil. He was mocked, made fun of, rejected, lied on, persecuted, killed. The prophet said it's a cup of persecution. It is a cup of rejection by the world. It is a cup of bitterness. It is a cup of ridicule. It is a cup of hatred. It is a cup of death. And the prophet said, sometimes the torture that a sign has to go through is amazing. The torture that Jesus went through to prove the sign of God, that he was the Messiah. Look at what he went through to prove that he was the Messiah. The torture to prove the sign, the difficulties the minister faces to prove the gift. Many want the fame, but they don't want the pain. Torture, the torture that Jesus went through to prove the sign of God that he was the Messiah. And he said, can you drink of this cup? And they said, we can. We can drink of that cup. And he said unto them, ye shall indeed drink. And indeed they did. Even to the point that Paul said after his conversion, for you have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Paul said, I did my best to destroy this church. I persecuted it and I wasted it. Why? They were drinking of the cup he drank from. The hatred and the rejection that was upon Jesus was now upon his disciples who was drinking from the same cup. They were thrown in jail. They were beaten. They were persecuted. They were rejected. They were hated. All drinking from the same cup he drank from. The Bible said the apostles returned rejoicing because they were counted worthy to bear the reproach of his name let them laugh at us on Facebook come on somebody let them say what they want to say about us we will bear the reproach 
of his name and his ministry and his message. You're either going to drink or leave. Amen. Amen. You don't have more respect for people if they just say they couldn't live it than to try to find something wrong with it to justify them leaving. Preach, brother. Thank you. I believe I will. Just be honest and say, I can't live it. None of us can live it. But it's Christ in you. It's Christ in me. Amen. It's not me living it. It's him living it through me. Amen. The apostles rejoiced because they were counted worthy to bear the reproach of his name. Can you drink? Yes, ye shall indeed drink. Matthew was killed by a sword in Ethiopia. Mark died in Egypt after being dragged by horses through the streets until he was dead. Luke was hanged in Greece. These were the disciples. Those who followed Jesus, those who walked with Jesus, those who was on the boat when the storm ceased. Luke was hanged in Greece. John was boiled in oil, sentenced to exile on the Isle of Patmos, ended up dying of old age. They tried their best to kill him, but they couldn't kill him. And of all the disciples, John was a type of the bride. Amen. And I want to serve notice to the devil this morning. No matter what he does to this bride, he will never stop her. We are conquerors. Where every enemy is under our feet. What are we today? We are risen in Christ today. Amen. We're more than conquerors, the prophet said. We walk right into it. It's an inheritance. More than conquerors. Now we're dealing with the defeated enemy. Sickness is defeated. Death is defeated. Hell is defeated. Everything is defeated. Except you. You need to change your thinking. Well, it's such a defeated age. It's such a dark. It is for them, but not us. We're in the light. Walk in the light as he is the light. Amen. More than conquerors. We're dealing with a defeated enemy. Hell's defeated. Everything is defeated. He said, I wish I was twice my size. We're disputing with a conquered enemy. When you realize that God has revealed to you the truth. When you realize that God has revealed to you the truth of the thing, there's nothing in the world, there is nothing in the world going to defeat you in it. That's all. You're absolutely, absolutely, absolutely undefeatable. That's a good t-shirt. I am absolutely undefeatable. Oh, I like I saw a picture of some Islam guy with a big sword and had a Christian knelt before him with his hands behind his back and blindfolded. And this Islamic guy was getting ready to cut his head off. And underneath the captation, I thought I had a shouting spell because underneath it, it said, go ahead, cut my head off. My daddy will give me a new one. Hallelujah. There is nothing in this world that can stop us. If they put me in the ground, I'll rise again. David, you're 
absolutely undefeatable. Not you, but the God that's in you. Not the body, but the word that was in him. The word that was in him was undefeatable. And the word that is in you is undefeatable. Not Mary, but the word that was born from her. This message, this word that we have become a part of, that we have drank from the cup of, it is undefeatable. God ought to make the Pope shout. God's purpose can never be defeated. There is nothing that can defeat it. So how happy we ought to be today. I hope you're smiling under your mask. Are you happy? How happy we ought to be today. Resting upon the beautiful revelation of the word of the living God. Not emotions, not sensations, but the word. Amen. The revelation of the word of the living God. There's neither things present nor things that can come. There's no sickness. There's no sorrow. There's no death. There's no perils. There's no pandemic, if you allow me to say that. There is nothing that can separate us from the purpose of the living God. What God has imagined in his mind. What God has purposed in his heart to bring to pass. There is no demon. There is no power. There is nothing that can eternal plan. It must be as God has said. There will be a bride. There will be a rapture. Hallelujah. There is no political party. There is no organization. There is nothing, no church, no system that will ever stop this bride. It must be as God has said. You shall indeed drink of the cup of bitter persecution. Peter was crucified upside down. James was thrown off a roof of the church. And when they found they didn't kill him, they beat him to death. James, the son of Zebedee, was beheaded at Jerusalem. His guard was so moved by James's faith that he repented himself and declared his faith in Christ and was beheaded with James. God, let me have that kind of testimony. Let me have that kind of life that my enemy would be converted and die beside me. Oh, God. He lived such a life. The man that was guarding him wanted what he had. Knowing he was leading to be, to be beheaded, but he went anyhow because he wanted what James had. Live your life that way, friends, that your kids want what you got. Not that they can't wait to get of age to leave your home, but they want what you've got. Amen. Oh, God, help me, Lord. Bartholomew was beat to death with a whip. Andrew was crucified. Thomas was stabbed to death with a spear in India. Jude was killed by arrows. Matthias was stoned, then beheaded. All drinking from the same cup. The cup of persecution. The cup of rejection. The cup of death. The prophet said in the church age book that not only is the candlestick of gold, it is a beaten gold, handcrafted according 
handcrafted the beaten gold according to her blueprints, which was spirit given. Outside of her Lord and Master Jesus Christ was ever a people so beaten and purged as the bride of Jesus Christ. Surely she's filling up the sufferings that Jesus has left behind. Her goods are despoiled. Her life is in jeopardy. She is accounted as sheep for the slaughter. She's killed all the day long, but suffers much, but in it all retaliates not. Neither does she cause others to suffer. Worthy of the gospel is this lovely bride of Christ, and as gold is malleable, whereas brass will break with the beating. This gold of God will bear her suffering for the Lord, not bound, not broken, not destroyed, but formed as a thing of beauty, but formed as a thing of beauty and a joy forever by the trials and testings of this life. You shall indeed drink. Many people are apt to think when we're Christians that God loves us, therefore we should never be sick. We should never have heartache or sorrow. We should never have to bury our loved ones. We should never have to battle pandemics. We should never have mental pain, physical pain, emotional pain. Every day should just be blue skies and smooth sailings. Everything should just be beautiful. It's wonderful thinking. It's a beautiful picture. But the trouble of it is Jesus never said that. He never said we wouldn't be persecuted. He never said we wouldn't be mocked. He never said we wouldn't be laughed at and hated and ridiculed and get phone calls in the library. He never said we wouldn't face those things. He never said we wouldn't get sick. He never said we wouldn't battle cancers. But he did say, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Then no matter what we face, as Brother Harry saying, we are not alone. We're resting on Romans 8, 28, that all things, all things, all things work to the good. To them who are the called. Many times the prophet said, we're led to that spot. Why is it, he says? Why is it if I go to church and I live before God with all my heart and I try to be a just and honest person and all that Christianity requires, why is it that these things happen? Why is it that the doctor's report could be so bad? But you know the prophet said, I find such condolence in these words. The prophet said, many times these things, they are blessings in disguisement. Many times we can't understand them. But if you'll just let it alone, God will work it out just right. Why did my family get hit by a train? Why did this happen? Why did Sometimes we don't know. Many times we'll never know. But can we trust them that no matter what we face in life, we do not face it alone. Amen. But somehow that whatever we face, whatever afflicts my body, whatever afflicts my mind, it does not change who I am. I am a son of God. Whether I've got cancer or don't have cancer, whether I'm having a battle or not having a battle, it does not define me. I am an overcomer. I am a conqueror. I am a son of God. Somehow God will bring this to my good that I'll be a stronger Christian, that I'll have a greater testimony, that I can pray the faith, the prayer of faith greater. Amen. He never said we would he never said we wouldn't have trials. 
But he did say, you shall drink of this cup that I drink from. Some people try to introduce Christianity. So many promises today made amongst Christian people. So many ministers promise the people a false thing. If you'll just come to Christ, all your troubles are settled. The prophet said, I tell you, when you come to Christ, they just begin. Why? Why? Because you're drinking from the cup. The prophet said, all the famous pictures, think of this right here. I just threw up my hands when I was looking at this and started praising God. The prophet said, all the famous pictures, before they can ever go into the hall of fame, they must first pass through the critics. Every picture, before it's ever hung, must first pass through the critics. And the prophet said, and I like that. Because it's about like the church. Before the church can ever go in the great rapture, first it has to come through the critics. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There is no excuse. There is none that's deferred. All have to pass through that line of persecution and criticism. But then if we can pass through with such a life that the critics cannot point their finger to anything that's true, then the picture is ready for the great hall of fame. Before the church can ever rapture, be taken, it must first be taken through the hall of fame. It has to go here through the hall of critics. Before the church can ever go in the rapture, it must first go through the hall of critics. Isn't it amazing that just in the last few years, there's such critics that has risen among us. From our ranks and outside our ranks, critics criticizing our messenger, criticizing our message. Come on, somebody. Do you not see the timeline? Do you not see where we're at? Before the great rapture, we must go through the hall of critics. Don't you see what's happening? Don't you see where you're at? Look at the ministry of Jesus and look at the ministry of the bride. You'll see the timeline of where we're at exactly, friends. The Bible said when he first started out, he was loved by all. But in just a short time, they rejected him and killed him. But God raised him up. And the final rejection of this message will not be a book or a tape. It'll be you. But they'll never shut us up. God will take us up. Remember, if you follow Christ, you'll be hated by people. For all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you come to Christ, you'll not come by any church or any denomination or any creed or by someone giving you a book. If you come to Christ, there's only one way to come to Christ. That's through the blood of the Lamb of God. That's why so many fall out. That's why so many leave. That's why so many turn back because they got a message book, but they never got an experience. If you got an experience, it'll keep you. Amen. That's what you need, young people. Oh, I was in a meeting a few years ago. They was young people slain in the spirit. They was laid out everywhere. They was walking them around. They were speaking in tongues. And someone had come to me, a young girl, she was crying. She said, Brother Darrell, why am I, am I not acting like that? Is something wrong with me? How come they're doing that and I'm not doing that? I said, sis, don't look at that. Amen. It don't matter whether you shout or don't shout, whether you cry or don't shout or don't cry. All that matters is when you get up, you get up different. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. We come by creed. We don't come by denomination or any creed. We come by the blood. That's the only avenue in. It's through the blood. Amen. The Gentile church, the real true church of God, has exposed herself to public persecution by taking God at his word and saying, I believe the divine healing and the power of the resurrection. I believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Someone sent me emails and tried to convince me that God don't heal no more. Bunch of nonsense. Your God may be puny that he can't heal. My God ain't puny. My God can heal. My God can deliver. My God can open blinded eyes. I've seen it myself. I know he can do it. Amen. I wish somebody help me preach. I believe in divine healing and the power of the resurrection. I believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When all these old cold formal morgues say the days of miracles has passed, we expose ourselves to lay at his feet to bear the reproach of this gospel. Apostles said they returned rejoicing because they were counted worthy to bear the reproach of his name. How happy we ought to be. Listen to this quote right here. How happy we ought to be 1900 years later to see the same Holy Ghost working in the same kind of people the same Holy Ghost working in the same kind of people and causing the same results. From the outside, pointing to a scornful finger and also from the inside, the same results on the inside of a resurrected Lord Jesus stretching forth his hand to do signs and wonders that he did at the beginning. The same Lord Jesus in the same kind of people with the same kind of spirit doing the same thing he did when he was here. Using your hands, using my hands, using your lips, using my lips, amen. The Bible said we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. A woman once said to our Lord, Grant unto you, grant unto them my two sons, that one will sit on the right hand and the other on the left hand in thy kingdom. And he said, can you drink of this cup that I drink the bitter persecution? Yes. And he said, you shall indeed drink. You shall indeed drink. And I prove to you by the Bible and by the message that these words were true that he spoke. Ye shall indeed drink. Was it true? Then if it's true for them, it's also true for us. If the first part of that scripture is true, you shall drink of this cup. You shall drink of my cup. If that part of the scripture is true, then the other part of that passage is also true. For he also said, and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. Think of it, friends. Think of it. Not only did he say, ye shall drink the cup of persecution, but ye shall also be baptized with the fire I'm baptized with. A people so persecuted, a people hated, a people who has sorrow and grief and sickness and death, and yet a people so anointed with the anointing of the Messiah that they would be called 
Messiahs. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Think of that. A people who has trials and troubles and tribulations and sickness and buries loved ones, and yet they are anointed with such an anointing that they are identified as Messiahs, anointed ones walking on the earth. Just like he was. Just like he was. A man of sorrow acquainted with grief, but he raised the dead and spoke to the storms. And they obeyed his voice. Think of it, friends. Like Ruth, who laid down and pulled the same cover over her. Like Elisha, who took the same mantle. And had a double portion of the Spirit. A double portion, same power. He had the same anointing. It wasn't a greater anointing. It was the same anointing. It was just a greater quantity, not quality. Because you see, Elijah done four, Elisha done eight. When Jesus was here, the miracles he done, it was through his body. But now he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, the works I do shall you do also. And greater, that greater doesn't mean a greater anointing, but it means more works. Why? Because he was one man in a body. But now it's a many-membered body all over the world. The same anointing. Oh, God. God, help me, Lord, to project this to the people. Think of it, friends. Same power, no more, no greater, just a double portion of it. Same skirt, same robe, same cup, same baptism. Can you be baptized with the same baptism I'm baptized with? What is that baptism? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the same life he lived by. He sent that life back to the church that we, Brother Perry, could be baptized by the same baptism. That baptism that he was baptized with raised him from the dead. That baptism that you're baptized with, if you go by the way of the grave, it will raise you from the dead. Same skirt, same robe, same cup, same baptism. The same life he lived by. Yes, we can. Can you? He said, yes. And he said, you shall indeed be baptized. With the baptism I'm baptized with. More than a church member. More than a message believer. What does that mean anyhow? The devil believes and he's not one of us. More than just quoting a quote. Come on somebody. But living the quote that the quote comes out of the pages and begins to breathe. That that quote begins to have a heartbeat. That the vision that the prophet saw has taken flesh. And you realize I am the vision. sent back the same baptism that he was baptized with. The same baptism I have, you'll have also. Same spirit that was in Christ is in you. Amen. The things that I do to the church greater than you. Now it couldn't be greater, the prophet said, in, in, in quality. But it had to be greater in, in quantity because he stopped nature. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. Everything that could be done, he did it, see. He gave life back to the dead and everything. So nothing could be done any greater in quality. But it was in quantity. These things that I do shall you and more greater shall you do because I go to the Father and I send my life back to you. The same baptism I have, you'll have too. The same spirit that was in Christ is in you. Amen. Not another spirit. Amen. 
Not a lesser spirit. Come on, but not a lesser spirit. Not a lesser anointing. The same anointing. The same anointing that was on the prophet to discern is the same anointing that's about us. It's God. What did the prophet say? I'm as helpless as I can be. And then he'd say, he's here. So are we. We're just as helpless as we can be. But it's not me that does the healing. No man can heal. You can't heal. I can't heal. Brother Brandon couldn't heal. Only God is the healer. But he uses your hands. He uses your eyes. He uses your prayer to pray the prayer of faith. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, the same cup I drink, you'll drink. And the same baptize I'm baptized with, you shall be baptized with. And the same things that I do shall you do also. What did he do? He spoke in tongues. He cast out devils. He preached the gospel. He preached the gospel. And he said, the same thing I do shall you do also. Then what spirit is in the land today that wants to shut down the fivefold ministry? It's not his spirit. Amen, brother. Because his spirit said he preached the gospel. He spoke in tongues. He cast out devils. And the same thing that I do, you shall do also. Then it's not Jesus that's trying to set me down. As Geronimo said, Geronimo said about the Apaches, he said, I do not think we're useless or the great spirit would not have created us. And I'd like to tell the devil and the world to know whoever would want to listen to this. I want you to know I do not think I'm useless or God would never have made me an evangelist. Amen. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. The same thing that he did, we can too. And at the end of our days, he raised him from the dead. And so we who are in him will also be raised. For he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am that part of the body that's gone by the way of the grave that will raise again. And I am that part of the body that is alive (laughs) and remains and will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. What is it? It's the bride. Amen. He's telling you, I'm in the bride. I'm in my people. You see what the Messiah is. The Messiah is the kingdom of God. Anointed ones. Them anointed with the same spirit he was anointed with. One said to him one day, will my son sit at the right hand and the left? He said, can you drink of the cup that I drink? Can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? And she said, yea. And he said, you will. But the kingdom to sit at the right hand and the left is not mine to give. So it shows that we could drink of the same cup of persecution, be called Beelzebub or whatever it might be, and still be baptized with the same spirit he was baptized with. And both things happening at the same time. Someday, some happy day. I say, why not today? Why do we keep putting it off? We are now sons and daughters of God. You're not going to be. You always were. I didn't come to mix up a doctrine. The prophet said, I come to straighten one out to get away from this fear and this scare that you don't know who you are. You're not going to be, but you are now sons and daughters of God. You always were sons and daughters of God. Then why did he send Elijah to tell you who you are? Amen. Oh my, I know I'm reading a lot, but I just want you to get this. So he, if he was called Messiah, which he was, 
because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And any church that's anointed with the same Holy Spirit is a Messiah. A littler, smaller God. Any church that's anointed with the same anointing he was anointed with is a Messiah, a smaller God. Why do people always pull back when you start dealing with those things? Because you spend so much time looking at this instead of looking at this. Amen, brother Darrell. This is what he said. If he was called Messiah, which he was because he was anointed with that Holy Spirit, and any church that's anointed with the same Holy Spirit, you've been baptized? Anybody here been baptized with the Holy Ghost? Any church with the same anointing, with the same Holy Spirit, is a Messiah. A little smaller God. And someday, when this body is resurrected, I hope beforehand that God can get a hold of a bunch of people that will manifest his power in every dimension it's supposed to be in. The prophet's prayer was that there would be a people that would manifest his power in every dimension. It's supposed to be in. Messiah, anointed one. Listen to this quote. A king. Messiah, anointed one. A king to deliver a king. He sent a king to deliver a king. Well, maybe we should wipe that out. Messiah, anointed one, a king to deliver a king. Your kings and priests, kings to bring in, priests to minister to. Brother West, we are kings and priests. Minister to what? Minister to the body. The God in you, minister to the body, oh my, that dwells that anointing to bring this body subject to the word of God. Messiah, his signs to follow in all ages, reflecting his light, his presence with his kingdom people. Can you drink of this cup? Yes, we can. Be baptized? Yes, we can. How? Because he made the way for us to drink of this cup and be baptized with this baptism through his life, through his burial, and through his resurrection. He opened up the gate. He opened up the door to allow us to come in, to partake of his divine nature. There is a bride on the earth today who can declare, yes, we can. We can cast out devils. We can lay our hands on the sick. We can raise the dead. We can walk on water. We can take a body change. We can speak to cancer and have it dissolve out of someone's body. Brother, how can you do that? I can't do it, but it's Christ in me. It's Christ in you, using your lips, using your hands. Come on, somebody, using your thoughts, amen. Amen. A people who can do these things and at the same time be criticized, rejected, and hated. But it never stopped him, and it will not stop us. They tried their best to kill John, but they never could kill him. And they will never stop this bride. Well, Brother Al, you've already said that. I know, but it sounds so good to say it again. 
I hope we can say it till we really believe it. Yes. Nothing can stop her. She has drank of the cup and has been baptized with the baptism he was baptized with. You see, this can't be talking. Just give me a few more minutes. This can't be talking about the baptism that John baptized Jesus with. This baptism is not talking about being dipped in water because if that's what Jesus was talking about, we would all have to go to Jordan and be baptized in the Jordan River. Well, that water's long gone that Jesus was baptized in. So it can't be that water he's talking about. It can't be that kind of baptism that he's talking about. But what did John say? John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. I indeed dip you. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You see, the clearest example is what Brother Donnie brought out here just a while back when he was preaching on the bapto and baptizo. Bapto is two terms. Bapto means to dip like you take a cucumber and you wash it and get it out of the garden. It's dirty and you wash it. That's a dipping. But it has to go through a process to become a cucumber. You must immerse it. And all that's it's immersed in, it becomes a part of, and it actually brings a permanent change from the cucumber. It's no longer a cucumber, it's a pickle, and you're no longer a sinner, but you are a son of God. This baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost is his life that so engulfs us, it so immerses us that it changes us forever. Amen. John said, I indeed baptize you with water with unto repentance. For he come after me is mightier than me, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, and he shall baptize so. In other words, he shall change you from a cucumber to a pickle. And you'll forever be a pickle. What is the new birth? It, what is it? What is this baptism? It's a new birth. It's a regeneration. It's a new creature. He's now standing in the midst of the church. He stands there revealing who he is in the last age. He stands there revealing who he is in the last age. He calls himself the author of the creation of God. The author of the creation of God. This is another creation. This has to do with the church. This is a special designation of himself. He is the creator of that church. The heavenly bridegroom created his own bride. And when he created her, you know what he did? He made her just like him. Oh, God. As the Spirit of God, he came down and created in the Virgin Mary the cells for which his body was born. Because remember, what did he say? A body has thou prepared me. Mary had nothing to do with it. She was just the incubator. But the Holy Spirit borrowed that womb and created a body in that womb that was known as a God-man. Not man nor God, but a God-man created by the Holy Spirit. And don't you see what he's done in the womb of the church by the Holy Spirit? What has he created once again? God-man on the earth. Oh, God. Smaller, littler, messiahs. God-man. A God-man. Amen, Brother Dale. Thank you whoever said that. I appreciate that. 
He's the creator of that church. The heavenly bridegroom created his own bride, created his own bride, created his own bride. As the spirit of God came down and created in the Virgin Mary, the cells from which his body was born. I want to repeat that. He created the very cells in the womb of Mary for that body. God, not Mary, provided that body. Mary was the human incubator. She carried the holy child and brought him to birth. It was a God man. He was a son of God. He was of the new creation. He was of the new creation, a son of God. Man and God met and joined. He was the first of a new race. He was the first of a new race. He is the head of that new race. What did the spirit of God produce in the womb of Mary? A God man. And what will the spirit of God produce in the womb of the church? A God man. Colossians 1.18 says he is the head of the body of the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. There you can see that though man was of the old order or creation, now the union with Christ, he has become the new creation of God. By the union of Christ, he has become the new creation of God. Though man was made in the old order. Well, the prophet of God said in questions and answers there, someone said, was talking about the denominations fighting. And Brother Bram said, wait a minute. As long as we fuss and fight among ourselves, we're no different than they are. We still walk as men. We still walk as men. Then Brother Perry, that tells me, if we still walk as men, there must be another way that you and I can walk upon the earth. How can I walk upon the earth? I'll tell you how I can walk upon an earth. As a son of God who suffers rejection and persecution and has sickness, but at the same time, anointed with the anointing of the living God. Not something that will be. Something that is now. Amen. Oh God help me to see it Lord. Oh God. Ephesians 2.10 says. For we are his workmanship. Created in union with Christ. Jesus under good works. Ephesians 4.24. And that ye put on the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and holiness. This new creation is not, a new cre is not an old creation made over. Or it would not be called a new creation. That's exactly what it says it is. It is a new creation. Another creation distinct from the old one. But now out of every kinder, every tongue, and every nation, he has purposed a new creation. He is the first of that creation. He was God created in the form of a man, in the form of a man and now by his spirit, he has created many sons unto himself. God the creator creating himself. God the creator creating himself a part of his creation. That is the true revelation of God. This was his purpose. Not to make us church members that we come and sing a few songs and go out and try to struggle. That's not what he made us for. But he made us to restore us back to our rightful image. To restore us back of what he had in his mind of us. Before there was a world, the Bible said that he breathed upon Adam. And Adam came to himself. What did Adam come to? He came to that image that God thought of him. Don't you see when you receive the Holy Ghost, you come to that image that God had of you in his mind. God said, that's my purpose. That's what Calvary was about. Oh, hallelujah. 
Everything Christ has, we have. Everything that Christ is, we are to manifest. All God was, he poured into Christ. And Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And all Christ is, he has poured into his church. And the church is the mystery of Christ revealed. Well, Brother Darrell, if I could just see Jesus, look beside you, you're looking at him. Brother Harry Cub. Well, Brother Darrell, I don't know if we could just see a miracle. Oh, God, friend, I'm trying to get you to understand. I'm trying to get you, well, if I could just see a miracle. Listen to me. I'm trying to get you to understand. You are a miracle. This is who we are, friends. Sickness and pearls and tribulations and troubles can never change that. It'll never stop us. You know, Brother Tim Pruitt said he believed in 2021 would be the year of miracles. We shall see miracles. I say to you, friends, God knows it to be the truth. Already the first part of this year, I've seen more healings out on the field this year than I've seen all of last year combined. I was in Ohio the other day and a sister was streaming because she didn't come to church because of the COVID and different things and she was streaming. And while she was streaming, God healed her sitting in her house. She got in her car and drove to church. She come walking up the aisle. I thought she was in service. I didn't know. And she came and we had a prayer line that night. And she came up and I said, do you need something from the Lord? She said, I've already got it. I've come to testify. And she said, can I help you? She took the mic. She said, I was at home watching the service and God healed me. And she got in the car and drove to church. And stood before the people and said, God healed me tonight. We shall see miracles. We shall, oh hallelujah, we shall see miracles. We shall see giants fall, cancer fall, demons. Come on, somebody. This is who we are. not just reading about the visions you're in it we're living out the vision that he saw a bride on the earth whom God is manifesting himself in God manifesting himself in his church among his people you know the devil said I'll send a pandemic I'll shut them down I'll make them stay home and stream he don't know what an idiot he is these people have been drawn closer to God. These people come back to church that would never come back if it hadn't been for the pandemic. And what he thought would cripple us and what he thought would stop us, it's just another avenue that God has used to show his power and to show his glory. Come on, somebody. All over the world. It's happening all over the world. Brother Wendell Martin had to have church services outside. They pulled up in the cars and he preached to them in the car. They sat in the car. They rode down the window. They listened to the service and we was laughing about it. He said if they liked what was said, they honked the horn. If they didn't, they rode up the window. You know, just. <laughs> but he said he was in that service. and said there was a woman came there who had never been there before. She saw the meeting and she pulled in. She was suffering with glaucoma. Sitting there in the car. Never been in a message church. Never heard a message preacher preach. But sitting there listening to the word of God. God moved upon that woman and healed her of glaucoma. Brother Lindsey McGrady was telling me that right across the street from him was a house that the woman come to church, but the man had never came to church before. And Brother Lindsey said when they were streaming because they couldn't have service because of the pandemic, he said that man got online and saw the service. And he sent Brother Lindsey a text and said, Brother Lindsey, I've repented of my sins. And when we can get over this pandemic, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And please pray that God will give me the Holy Ghost. 
my. Oh, my. I was at Brother Yvonne Carrion's in New York just about a month or so ago. Cyril was up there with me. And in that meeting, a man sitting there with back trouble, God healed him. And another man with a bad shoulder, busted up his shoulder. In that meeting, God healed both of them instantly in that service. And I was down in Florida the other day, and Brother Yvonne called me on the phone. And he said, I just got a testimony from a man down in Miami who was streaming the service. And he had cataracts on his eyes or glaucoma or something like that that was on his eyes. And said, when you gave the testimony of God opening the eyes of your daughter, he said, if God can do that for Jessica, God can do that for me. And he said he raised up and received his healing Said the disease left his eyes He went back to the doctor He said I've got the report where the doctor said I'm going blind And I just come from the doctor And I got the report where he said my eyes are perfectly whole Because we shall see miracles We shall see miracles Well, Brother Darrell, what about Brother Jerry? It was just Brother Jerry's time, friends. God has a time for every one of us. And when it's our time, we'll go. The devil can't make you go one second before God says it's time. So don't worry about those things. Just love him and worship him and serve him. Amen. 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 God manifesting himself in his church among his people. Can you drink of this cup and be baptized? Amen. Not a cup. But the same cup, not another baptism, but the same baptism, not another robe, but the same robe, not another garment, but the same garment, not another anointing, but the same anointing, not another God, but the same God, amen. 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 Making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let the winds blow, let the storms come. The resurrection lays within us. We are drinking from the same cup he has made us to drink through his death and his red burial and his resurrection. And because he lives, we shall live also. So I say to you this morning, can you drink? Or should I say, have you drank? Oh, oh, hallelujah. Do you love him? Before we close, about six months ago, I started having dizzy spells. Sometimes it'd be so bad I have to sit down. I was down in Georgia the other day, preached two services. I said, Dizzy, when I come to the pulpit, I had to put my hands over my face to try to stabilize myself. Drove all the way home that dizzy. I went to the doctors. They said, well, we think it's left over from the COVID. Everything's COVID. You know, you skin your toe, COVID, COVID, don't it? Said, we think it's from the COVID. They run some tests and said, no, we don't think it's from the COVID. So they did a vertigo test and they blew air in my ear, warm air. Oh my, you better had that done. It makes you so dizzy. They said, well, it's not vertigo. Said, well, perhaps it's coming because I have a little bit of arthritis in my neck. Said, perhaps it's just the arthritis is pressing on the nerve, making you dizzy. So they did an MRI on my neck and they did an MRI on my brain. And the doctor said, doctor said, now we're going to do an MRI on your brain, but I'm confident they're not going to find anything. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, well, you're probably, you're probably right. <laughs> so, so <laughs> people can be so funny, and even when they don't mean to be. So they did an MRI on my brain with contrast, and they found something in my brain. It's an artery. 
from the circle of will that's projecting down into my internal auditory canal. It's causing me to go deaf in my right ear. I've already lost so much hearing. They gave me a hearing aid. They say that they think the dizziness is coming because it involves the seventh and eighth cranial nerves. And so they called me the other day and they're going to send me to Vanderbilt because they said there's nobody up here who can take care of what needs to be done. So, but I said all that to say this. That means nothing. God put me here for a purpose. And until my purpose is fulfilled, I'll still be here. But we just desire your prayer that God will lead us, that we make the right decisions. But I'm so glad, friends. That like him who suffered sorrows and grief and pain, and yet he raised the dead. And we are a people who have drank from the same cup and been baptized with the same baptism that we suffer afflictions and disappointments and sorrows and griefs. And yet we are the anointed messiahs, anointed messiahs walking on the earth today. His body. It was in a man called Jesus in the land of Israel. It was a man called Jesus that God manifested himself in a man called Jesus in the Laodicea age of Israel. Now in the Laodicea age of the Gentiles, that same God is... Making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want to sing. Amen. Do you love him this morning? Oh, every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God. Glory hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our
gives me grace. Thank you. I'll run this Christian race because I know I'll see my Savior. saints I don't look like what I've been through you don't look like what you've been through a microphone a preacher and an opportunity that's a bad mix I can take the pain oh the heartache that lies 
life is sure to bring I have comfort in knowing one day I'll soon put on wings and fly away because God said God said God said he would give me grace y'all believe this that if I live right if I act right This old world of time. Oh, I'm going up yonder. I'm going. message song. Amen. Y'all know it. The more that I surrender, the lighter my Lord. To get us out of here. The more that I release my kids, the more I had on yesterday are my stepping stones to a higher plane and the scene that's the wrong tune keep going nor you take control the more that I can humble myself Slider 